Oh. Ah. Nice. Good start. <laughs> wow. Hello, you. We're going to go with that. Cosmographers. What's going on? I hope you had a good week. Dave, Drew, we're both in the playoffs. We're all in the playoffs, I should say. So life's pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling confident. Not, not really, but I'm, yeah, I'll say it. I'm feeling confident. You know, it's been 40 seconds and we haven't been as confident as our not. Mike here Ryan first. is in the playoffs, guys. Mike. We're, we almost made it a whole minute. Come on, Mike Ryan. Mike fucking Ryan made the playoffs. I, yeah. I, it's literally the era of Ryan has started. And I'm not really quite sure. Mike fucking. How to handle this, right? Like, I just fucking feel like we have to just realize that our new overlord is here. And maybe the Ryan brothers win the next five championships in a row, right? Like, that's where I'm kind of going. I'm feeling. What about you, Joe? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how I would feel if I were you. You're going up against Mike Ryan and Jesus. So, like, you know, um, the gods are not on your side. And if I were you, I would strongly consider just benching everybody so that you don't get smote. Um, because, because it's Mike Ryan. It's Mike Ryan, right? You know? Like, I had the opportunity to make Mike Ryan's odds worse to get into the playoffs by purposefully losing. Then all it would take would be Joe's Primo team to win or the Luchadors to win. And Mike Ryan would have been kicked out of the playoffs, but I couldn't do it. Like as heinous as some of the actions that I've done in this league, for instance, picking up and dropping every wide receiver before the championship game last year. This was something that even I couldn't do because we got to get Mike Ryan into the playoffs if possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was it was really Joe's primo team. That was the key to Mike missing the playoffs. So, um, you know, well, kind of luchadors. If the luchadors had also won, wouldn't Mike have gotten kicked out? Because it, that would be Breeze Nuts and the luchadors, and so they would have had because they played each other and had a fifty percent. I don't think so. I think again. I think Mike not playing Breezewood Nuts. Zero it would have gone into. I think it would have gone to points. So mm, interesting. All um, right. Well, even but yeah. I mean, you you kind of alluded to it, and maybe good segue to talk about last week's games. But we entered last week with eleven teams having a chance to make the playoffs. Seven teams having a chance at the wild card. Kind of uneventful. Five five of those seven teams lost. Um, playoff standings like going into the week and coming out of the week exactly the same. Um, kind of overarching. You guys enjoy last week? I mean, the fancy footwork versus Joe's Primo team game, I thought was the most compelling by a long shot. Ended with Monday night, Mac Jones and Devontae Parker maybe could put up 30 points. Just a couple of touchdowns would do it. Sadly, yeah. it was not to beat Drew. It ended up just not being very compelling. But yeah, going into to the last game, I think that was, you know, that was what, where eyes were on. You know, Mike Ryan made his game look close and Breezewood Nuts made that game close, but it really it all hinged on 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 Joe's winning to to throw a kind of chaotic wrench into the works. Um, but you know, I think the story really of last week was just, you know, there was a lot of opportunity for drama. I mean, even in the 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 Rams best TDs game, you know. If he starts Baltimore Ravens, that's a one point game. You know, obviously he's not going to start Marlon Mack, but he but he had the win on his bench. Um, and you know, there there was a scenario where, 
you know, he got more than three points from Jamal Williams and in the scenario where he got more than four points from Jalen Waddle. Like if he had a decent Jalen Waddle game, you know, could have could have won as well. So there's a lot of ways for for chaos to happen, but it just ended up being kind of uh, ending and ending with a bit of a dud for all of the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of, um, you know, as much as as much as we kind of, you know, hated on Keith's team on this podcast, um, you know, it shouldn't be overshadowed what you just said. I mean, he was 20 points away or 22 points away from winning this week. He would have had the tiebreaker over Mike had that happened. He would be in the playoffs and mm-hmm. Mike would be out despite scoring 400 less points than Mike this year. That's it. All it would have taken was 21 more points this last weekend and he'd be in. And you have to wonder because there was a couple weeks where he didn't start people earlier in the season and recently. And you got to wonder if you go back and if he just started a basic lineup or whatever the most likely lineup, would he have won? Probably not. But it's always something that I like go back on if you made a mistake um yeah and if he had been active on waivers right if he had um made made a trade or two i this team i I mean i can tell you that if he started his optimal lineup every week the only game that would have changed was last week so it it wasn't that close um in his other games oh interesting okay wow that's that's actually extraordinary extraordinarily unusual for you not not to win any extra games with your optimal lineup um Unless you have a team yeah. like I do with no bench, but but I do I just he didn't have much of a bench, but I do think there were just opportunities to make moves to get a bench player to to get the backup quarterback for your quarterback at times. He wasn't going to get Baker right, but he would have gotten uh, Saffers for a couple of weeks and and look, you could you could do that right. Uh, that's what you know. I think all of us have done with our with our quarterback. So, um, you know, there there just wasn't active management of the team, and so he just had to go with who he had. Yeah. Anyways, just to go over the rest of the games, Darnstown Drews beat Philly Citywide 114 to 57. Fancy Footwork defeated Joe's Primo team 70 uh, 98 to 76. The Scrubs took care of the Nachos 122 to 11. Ooh, uh, only only 111 point win though. Not quite covering <laughs> that, uh, that spread. 125, yeah. <laughs> Uh, parakeets uh, defeated the hitters 83 to 69 which was actually a I'm, I'm sorry to go backwards oh please can we me. just chuckle or laugh or just point out the fact that tim obviously trying to get zero points made the mistake with dawson knox but outside of dawson knox joe flacco comes in for three plays manages to get sacked fumble the ball lose the fumble <laughs> and with negative 1.9 points how great is that yeah, you know, too was... bad. It's really just a shame that he didn't start Dallas Goddard and have have the first negative <laughs> stat line in league history. Like that would have been beautiful. That would have been absolutely wonderful, and he should have done it. Um, yeah, there's someone who embraced the tank late in the year um, and pulled it off for the first pick next year. So, I guess congrats, but we'll we'll see. Don't uh, take Malik to... Willis with that pick, Tim. Welcome to the Nachos. John, John Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Welcome to the nachos. Um, but still like, uh, you know, that would have been wild. A negative points would have been just beautiful. Now we've got the cartographers defeating the nuts at 128 to 120. The cannons, which was probably the biggest surprise <laughs> of the week, beating the Lugidors 128 to 72. 
Mike Ryan losing just by a hair to the streets meets 120 to 130. And really that all coming down to Evan Ingram's absolutely insane bonkers stat line of 11 receptions, 162 yards and two touchdowns. Dave, what is he just saying on the podcast last week that uh, Evan Ingram had never scored a touchdown on anyone except for you? Uh, Yes, I was wrong or I'm wrong now. (laughs) Yeah, I think I texted you guys on yeah. on Sunday, but Evan Ingram went from it was like tight end sixteen to tight end four this yeah. week. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> thirty three and a half fantasy points at the tight end position will do. So, yeah, crazy yeah. week, wild, uh, and that would have just been absolutely dirty if that's what kicked Mike Ryan out. Um, was Evan Ingram going for thirty three freaking points? Um, and and all of us can hope can hope and we can pray that that isn't like a sign of some kind of unlocked Evan Ingram oh. um because good god <laughs> would that be scary if this is if that is some sign of something to come I don't think it is but um I mean who knows Jesus. if yeah. Evan Ingram got learned how to catch when you look at all his drops that he's had through the years who yeah. knows? he, he has a surprise guest joining us today off the stage tyler cox has joined us for the podcast we didn't think he was going to make it but the number one team even though it doesn't say so in the seating the number one team says three next to his name but those points say one (laughs) and the power Uh, rankings say one too that they do tyler are you there yeah. Well, I thought I was, was having some technical difficulties, so we'll. Oh, that was a here. shame. <laughs> oh, yeah. bye, I like the bye, So no, I missed. Oh, here he is. The audience wanted yeah, to hear I was you, Tyler. Say, we can, can hear, hear you now. Yeah, I I unmute myself. Sorry, uh, I missed what you guys were just talking about. So I came in right after you finished your sentence and said, "Is Tyler here?" We were essentially just talking about uh, how dirty you did Mike Ryan and how Evan Ingram just put up the most ridiculous stat line in the world to guarantee you to play Pensive Parakeets in the first round of the playoffs. None yeah, of that uh, was clearly comments. The, <laughs> clearly the MVP of the week for, uh, for us, but I have a feeling that's not the actual topic at hand that was actually the topic at hand yes the topic was Evan Ingram and then the topic the topic that you missed was us saying that your team is the team to beat um and scored the most points uh, in in the league and power rankings I don't know that we all agree with that we're gonna find out we'll find out soon what was I mean we we will certainly find out I I don't know that uh I think there's some rough matchups up and down my roster for week one, but I do get to play someone who might not have one quarterback, much less, much less two. So now, obviously, we have to cover two things: uh, both the playoffs and the losers bracket, because people do not forget there is still a chance for you to win money if you were not one of the top seven teams. Uh, we have a losers bracket, which takes the what other eight teams in the league and each week it narrows winnows down until there's an eventual winner and i think the prize is what a hundred hundred dollars dave do you remember how much uh, did luckily we have the treasurer on 
Well, I have to go get the side pot. You guys got to tell me we're talking. All right. Well, we'll we'll give you what the winnings would be if you come um, first. But gentlemen, I have to talk to you about something because it's something to do with my personal life. Have you ever received a text message that rattled, if not shattered, your entire belief system? Something that made you reconsider what you took for granted as indisputable uh, truth? Because I received a text message from one of you today that did that very thing. I quote, I think Byron is the only one rooting against me. Dave D'Alessio. <laughs> it was so outrageous because what? it was a truth that I considered self-evident that the league would be all rooting against Dave. No, no one's rooting against me. Just No you. one is rooting against you, Dave. Because that, I literally, I, I had considered myself a Robin Hood for getting on this podcast and constantly just denigrating you over and over and over again. <laughs> you say I mean, this, and I was like, am I the bad guy? And so I wanted everyone to just, how many do you think out of the people that, because I don't think it's fair to consider people in the playoffs because everyone's rooting against everyone in the playoffs, except, you know, obviously Mike Ryan. Out of the non-playoff teams, I'm not Dave. how many do you think are rooting against Dave? Um, zero. I mean, I, I think you're the one rooting against me. The, the nine playoff, non-playoff teams. Uh, Every all, single well, fucking person. <laughs> I would guess they're guess. all rooting against Drew. I think they're um, all he just rooting. has that kind of aura around him. But, you know, I, probably everyone's, you know, rooting for me, in fact. Um, if I had Tyler, to, what do you, what do I you had to guess. Tyler, what do you think? Tyler's gone. So <laughs> <laughs> I could not just let this be something I considered. So I did an impromptu survey. (laughs) (laughs) And I recorded all of the responses. (laughs) Out of the nine people that I texted, eight responded. And seven out of the eight were rooting against Dave. (laughs) Who? That is, who? Is the one, and who, who are they rooting against? One? I'm so glad that you answered this because it's Tim. Tim Ryan, fucking yeah, Ryan. Of course it is. <laughs> you know why? He said because I have. He's rooting against Mike Ryan and myself because we, he has his pick, but she could be swayed if I was to give him another pick. <laughs> and I appreciate the pragmatism, right? <laughs> that is goddamn genius so that well is Tim. the logic is sound uh so in breaking news byron is trading his 2023 second round pick for tim to root against dave in the playoffs so it, what it comes down to dave is you and, and there was a it was a tie between you and me we were seven and seven out of the eight one didn't respond at all um yeah but everyone on this podcast loves me so <laughs> seven and seven and the i'm, t- I'm totally I'm rooting for dave this week guys yeah i'm nine people you. are rooting for me and seven against me that's still more than half the league 
the reason I'm choosing you as rooted the most is because Justin gave a very clear rankings of who he was rooting against the most, categorizing every team. And you were seven and I was six, which is the tiebreaker in this scenario. Now, there yeah. was one situation that, Drew, I have to bring up with you. They said, I got received a text message from three people who said, I'm rooting against Dave and Byron because those are the only people in the playoffs that have won a championship. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. What is this bullshit? <laughs> you, you losers. You listen to me, all you losers who are sitting there, not in the playoffs, and all of you have not won a single championship. Have we forgotten 2016? <laughs> Donald Trump wasn't the only winner in 2016. Oh. Jesus. Oh, man. That is oh, man. sacrilege. Hey, sacrilege. Doesn't, one of our, doesn't one of our non-playoff teams have a win, a championship? Yeah, Justin. 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 Yeah, there's one, right? Justin. But no one's rooting against Justin because he's not in the playoffs. That's yeah. I think that was the clear message. So I, I there was a little insult on all everything, but uh, the correct answer was I'm rooting against everyone who's won a Super Bowl, which was Clay. What would Clay said? And I uh, I completely agree. I think uh, I hope we do see a new winner. But we should begin to talk about the playoffs. So Dave, no, you don't. Wanna... Stop lying. You want to well, win. <laughs> yeah, before we. Before we jump to the playoffs, and I maybe if you haven't found it, Drew, I did, but I did. No, I did. I did. Okay. You want to read out the um Yeah, here are the awards, guys. Um, so for the main pot, we're playing for a, a total of a 1440. Um, but for the losers bracket, which is what was brought up, um, the losers bracket winner is $85. The side pot for weeks 15 to 17 goes up to $50. Um, and those are the side pot awards. Week 15 defenses don't matter. Um, you play to win the game. Defense is defense that gives up the most points, by the way, the most points. Um, you play to win the game. Team with the most starters that win their games has nothing to do with fantasy points and end it with a bang team with the highest scoring starter this is all we, we always do in the last week week 16 i i i'm gonna guess we might have a tie so we're gonna have to keep an eye on that um that that's definitely a possibility um and then um the there are the main pot which i forget the actual breakdown because i didn't write it on this thing for some reason and, and important to note um but, that mm -hmm. the highest scoring team uh that prize goes up to 25 dollars a yep. week and you are only eligible if you are not in the main playoff bracket. So this week, the eight teams in the loser bracket and Tim Ryan set a lineup because you can't change your draft position, but you can win some side pot money. So exactly. That goes up to $25. So uh, that's it. I, I will, you know, when we get closer to it, I'll go find the actual breakdown for the main pot and how we did that. Cause I forget. So I think we should probably review next week's games. And does anyone have any issues if we start with the losers bracket? Because I honestly think that's the only thing most of our listeners want to listen to since they're involved in it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Now that I've gave a little insult to our listeners, let's get to <clears> it. <throat> uh, let's go with the biggest spread this week, which is Philly, Philly citywide versus breezewood nuts. I have the site has them at 40, uh, the, the nuts are 45 point favorites. And I, I think that's pretty close to right. 
Yeah, it, it probably depends if Lamar Jackson plays or not for Philly Citywide. But, you know, we've seen this team put up in the 40s, in the 50s the last couple of weeks and a lot of injuries for Kyle this year. Um, I mean, the guy still making moves and yeah. I appreciate that. I think, you know, this is dynasty always looking ahead, um, but you're not going to win much this year. And I, I don't think they escaped this week. So um, we've seen Christian McCaffrey unlocked, unfortunately for Breezewood nuts, they did not make the main, the main uh, bracket, but uh, could be a scary team in, in the um, consolation or in the losers bracket and still money to be won. So um I think even if Lamar plays, uh, Breezewood covers that 45 number. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think, you know, um, I think I, I'm glad that Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey and Jared Goff aren't, aren't in the playoffs personally. Yeah. Um, not, you know, I think, you know, all of our teams probably would be favored, but, but those three can get to a hundred points by themselves. Um, so I think he, he's going to win this pretty, pretty handily. But for God's sake, please take Abdullah out of your lineup. And put in who though? Uh, the only Chris, one you possibly can, yeah. Chris Moore. Yeah, you put Chris yeah. Moore in. You put Chris he's, Moore in after ten catches for starting yards. Starting wide receiver for the Texans now. Hell, you could put Isaiah Hodgins over him. He's apparently a thing. You could even put freaking Kate Otten in over him. Um, Maybe Andy Dalton start two QBs this week. Could you could put Greg yeah. Zerline in? Maybe, <laughs> maybe oh. Andy Dalton. You put Greg Zerline in over over uh over Abdullah. Abdullah. Yeah, you're right. Anybody think you can, can take that flex spot. Yeah. So um, so yeah. Uh, Velas Jones Jr. Another option. So at least you know you're getting zero points rather than having a, just lock that, that in. Deal with that pesky hope situation. <laughs> uh, fancy footwork is 36 point favorites to the best TDs. Um, I. I mean, without Stafford, this makes a lot of sense. I still think the line is is a little. I mean, I guess I see it. It's it's hard because Fancy Footwork really doesn't score over a hundred points. The best CDs though scoring around seventy points. Do you think this this is fair? I mean, this line seems pretty accurate, especially when it's it's Debo Samuel's still got to come out of there, and you have to drop someone into that spot, and the choices on the bench just aren't appealing um yeah that line looks right i'd expect so far the favorites to go two and out and cover yeah no i think the 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 line definitely looks right without debo in the, in the lineup and no quarterback and and you're you know you're starting drake um yeah there's just not a lot of options uh for for keith at this point and yeah i think fancy's fancy's got you know he's got players playing so that's big then we've got uh, the Loose Cannons versus Joe's Primo team. This is our closest matchup this week in the loser's bracket with Loose Cannons surprisingly 15-point favorites uh, since we Joe's Primo team was a possible playoff team. Yeah, I don't think it's all, all you know, all, all that surprising when you, you look up and down. I mean, they're, 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 you know, the difference between Joe's Primo team and some of the other teams is, is they're, points up and down their lineup but uh, on the other side of the i think trevor lawrence has really come on you have two cincinnati running backs that get you points stealing judy so it's, i don't think judy's going to give you much this week i think that was an aberration last week especially with brett ripian but um you know i i think it's a maybe a little bit high um at, at 15 um but um i i do think he's the favorite um going into this and but I, i'm not sure i'm sold on on him covering um that number i think a lot of it depends on you know what we saw out of the Jets' backfield is that 
is that just what we're going to see? Or was that just Michael Carter being eased back into it? Um, I'm not sold as, as a lot of the fantasy world seems to be that it's just going to be Zonovan Knight for 20 carries and, and Michael Carter is going to be completely phased out. He didn't look terrible before the injury. So um, I think that's, that's what it comes down to. Well, also you, yeah, Michael Carter might do nothing. Devonte Parker will definitely do nothing. Um, you know, you just, you have a lot of very low floors on Joe's primo team side. And, you know, we've seen, a, I don't know, maybe Trevor Lawrence is an okay quarterback. And if you throw away last year and, you know, that coaching situation in Jacksonville, um, you know, this is week 14 of maybe his rookie year. So um, if you think of it that way, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, there, there might be something there and um, yeah, he's coming on. You've got Sam Darnold now. So, so two QBs, maybe a Baker sighting uh, if you can talk yourself into that. So um, I, I do think the Maniunk that we saw last week is uh, maybe not that many points, but a similar team we'll see this week. So I think a hundred wins this matchup. Um, so I'll take Maniunk. I mean, Tyler, do you have any thoughts on the matter? I don't have anything to add. They both hit on it. Uh, kind of a thin roster for uh, Joe's primo team trying to find replacements. So give me the goose cannons here again. Then, gentlemen, sure. you'll. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I was just going to add on to Day's way. Trevor Lawrence is quarterback eight in our league. I mean, he's a pretty good fantasy quarterback, you know. Um, and, and and not only that, he's been ever since uh, whatever London or Germany game, I forget which one it was. He's been really, really good. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's that's a huge difference in this. And then you get another quarterback that equals Mac Jones just to boot. So I'm going on the record that says Trevor Lawrence just gets absolutely wrecked by a decent defense this week. But that's that's just me. Um, and I have to apologize to the hitters and luchadors completely forgot about your matchup. That's actually the closest matchup in the losers bracket with the luchadors, 11 point favorites. Um, yeah, I mean, home run hitters play, please bench case Keenum. Like there's no reason to have them in your lineup anymore. Just try to win some money since you can't ruin your draft position. Yeah, I mean, if if Mitch Trubinsky's starting, you can slide him in and, and try to win money. Uh, if he's not, I never know what the Patriots running backs are going to do. I have no idea what they're going to do this week, but Pierre Strong Jr. at least showed something. Um, I mean, he'll do more than Case Keenum this week. So, um, yeah, I, I would do something there. For for the Luchadors, you get Justin Fields back on a bye last week, bye at the, the wrong time for the Luchadors. But, um, you know, my guess is this line is showing probably Kenny Pickett out off the concussion. If Kenny Pickett plays, I, I think the Luchadors, um, I think this line's like 10, 12 points too small. So um, I'll lean that way and I'll take the Luchadors to win and cover. I mean, I think even if if, if Kenny Pickett is, is out, um, and they put in Damian Pierce. I think the line stays about the same. Um, Damian Pierce is he out? Is he out? Oh, he's out. He's out. So. I didn't even see that. What happened to Damian Pierce, guys? My ankle sprain. I didn't see that. Well, never mind. I take that back. I apologize. How likely is it that Pickett plays? It feels pretty consistent that if you got a concussion, you're out the next week. Is that just my imagination, or did they officially right call him? Did they officially call that a concussion? He left twice yes. to get checked out. They did the second time. Okay. Yes. Then yeah, yeah I would, he, I would, 
I would expect concussion protocol. He was cleared to resume team activities today, but not like real activities. So, um, trending in the right direction. I don't know. Yeah. Trending in the right direction. It's good to see. Um, I personally hope not because he can't throw it to Deontay Johnson, but that's another issue. Uh, let's just take a second out of these eight teams. Who do you have winning the toilet bowl? Nice. The toilet bowl. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to zig here when I think everyone, I think the popular choice should be Breezewood nuts. Um, a, a team that came on, you know, these last, I guess, two weeks, um, put up the most points in the league two weeks ago, uh, was fairly close this past week. Um, I'm actually going to say a team that we saw get hot at the end of last year and make the championship game. I'm going to go with Manny Unkloos cannons, uh, as my dark horse here, um, to, to win the toilet bowl. I'm going to go with the dark horse uh, as well. I'm not going to go either, either of those routes. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Justin's team. Um, I think. um, Get off my corner, Drew. I think Justin's where I was going. I think Justin Fields uh, getting hot. I think you have other players up and down this lineup that can put points uh, on the board. If you get past, you know, um, this first, this first week and get get some of them healthy again. Um, I think the, I think there's consistency there. And then I think you have a superstar in fields um, that can win single-handedly win you a game um, uh, down the stretch here. So. Look, I picked the Luchadors to make the playoffs six weeks ago and I was damn close to being right about it. Uh, They, you know, finished seven and seven after a miserable start to the season. Um, I think that this team, just like Drew outlined, um, just kind of encroaching on my space a little bit here. Uh, I, I'm going with the Luchadors as well. I think they're going to take care of business pretty much every week. Um, there'll be slight favorites most weeks, uh, probably heavy hitters if any of these underdogs happen to slip by in week one. So good luck, Justin. I mean, I'm happy to hear that a Mahomey is getting a lot of support from the pod. Uh, then I will have to give support to the other team, Breezewood Nuts, like now I'm changing my opinion. Christian McCaffrey is going to lead you to a super, uh, toilet bowl victory. So, uh, well, we will need to get a trophy for the losers bracket. So I had an idea. I love okay. ideas. I love ideas. The, so our, our main trophy is called the Flacco, right? What if we had a trophy that was the Joe? <laughs> as long as it can be a toilet seat. That's all I'm asking for. How about elite I was Joe Flacco? Yeah. How about the elite Joe Flacco? <laughs> Jay Cutler smoking a cigarette in bust form. Just um, a different jersey. Um, hey, we didn't we didn't mention this team, but I'll, I'll throw this one out there too. Um, you know, you guys, I don't know if you remember, Fancy Footwork started the year zero and nine. Uh, they're four and one in the last five weeks. So this is a team that obviously was dealing with injuries all year, um, pretty much out of it from the start, unfortunately, but uh, you do to get this second chance. They are big favorites over a better seeded team. Um, so this, that's another team to keep an eye on that, uh, you know, could, could make a run here. 
No, I, I, I agree that they're an eye, a team to keep an eye on. I, I, I just get the sense that their floor is pretty low because they're so reliant on uh, so few players um, to, to have to basically carry them each week. Now, you, you're not going up against the playoff team, so you don't need, need to get quite as many points. Um, but that's where I, I kind of think that they might run into a problem uh, down the stretch, but I definitely think that it's feasible. Also, ETN has been really regressing, so. Well, that all makes sense. But now, gentlemen, with the four of us in the playoffs, it's time to talk about the only thing that we really care about, which is the real playoffs. And let's start off with the pensive parakeets versus the streets meets, which has our highest spread with the meats or the meat being negative or 31 point favorites. And uh, it's not really hard to figure out why. By the way, these are two of the most rooted four teams in the playoffs as the impromptu survey revealed. For damn sure not, not sure how I got there. For damn sure not the most rooted four team. Not um, the most one rooted four team, but um, close. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much to, to dissect here, right? You have two top 10 wide receivers. You have two top 10 running backs and the running back one. You have the quarterback one. Um, you now have the tight end four. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Um, so, I mean, it's just, you know, it's going to take um, a ridiculous array of of, of floor games um, for that and ceiling games on the other side uh, for it to, to switch up here so also we have had a lineup change by the way so mid pod pensive parakeets changed um latavius took latavius murray out put jarek mckinnon in um so that's uh that's new but um still it's going to take some floor some ceiling games right and they're there you have people's jones lazard hopkins pollard Mostert, mckinnon white all capable this season of 20 point games um you're gonna have to hit a lot of those um and then philadelphia's defense going off all possible but it's I mean, going to take it's going to take some 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 roulette for that to happen. Kyler Murray going down really hurt the chances for this team, right? Yep, Dave? yep. massively. Dave's pulling a buyer, um, not listening. No, I, I'm listening. Uh, in in the last five weeks, you know the the street meet team ha- has been the hottest, one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in our league. Um, total games under. 114 points is zero. Um, in fact, I think they've only scored under 120 once. They had a 114-point week in there. Uh, Puxatani, Pensive Karakeets in the last five weeks have scored over 114 points zero times. Um, this is a team that's sneaking by on these 80 to 70 games. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately for them, you know, the first two rounds of the playoffs, the better seed gets a three-point advantage. So even if there was any, oh, Tyler's now getting extra points against Evan. Um, I, I Unfortunately for you, Evan, I think this is going to be a, a bloodbath. Um, yeah, just up and down. A lot, of, a lot of places street meets can put up points, even if someone puts up a dud. I don't think it matters. So yeah, I think I think he might double that line um in a win. And <laughs> and you know, it's it's worth noting you go back to week 10, um, prior to that game, Tyler was not, you know, first in the league in scoring points. Um, he 
dropped 170 that week and then it went from i think being like third or so second or third in points to now having just a, a byron level kind of margin from last year pretty much almost almost the same as byron's margin over the, the second place team not quite um uh but but pretty pretty significant 140 point um spread so that's you know that's how hot he's been he, he, he took off and then just just kept taking off so was it really only 140 points no, yours was bigger, yeah. but yours, yours was, was bigger. Yeah, your spread was larger. You had almost a two-game plus cushion. Yeah, you, you, yours was larger, but but he 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 approached your point total, um, and then then second place beat the other guy by about twenty points. So, yeah, uh, this team is obviously extremely scary. No one really wants to play Tyler. Uh, all right, next matchup we've got the cartographers versus. Oh, I don't. I don't get to talk. No, you Tyler. Sure do. You sure don't do. get to talk anymore. Not until you win the championship. Well, I might not ever get to speak. Um, you know, <laughs> things can go things can go funny, but I think in week one it'll go my way. The only concern that I have, which I don't know if I've talked to any of you about, is that Jacobs and Carr get to play New England, whose defense has been decent or better for quite a while now. They've been really good on a fantasy level and pretty damn good in real life as well. Uh, yeah. Both of those guys land duds at the same time will open that door just a crack for Evan. Um, other than that, I, you know, good luck, Evan. I hope you lose. If, uh, cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. Yeah, you if, sound so I mean, much. Listen, you sound like what? Byron looking for like, oh, this is you. Hey, you want you want analysis? That is the crack, right? If they have a bad game, that's well, the only. Yeah, that's yeah. The Look, if, no, if. If you're concerned, you have other QBs starting this week and other running backs. So if you were actually concerned, you'd make those swaps. Yes, uh, Colt McCoy <laughs> for Derek Carr. And basically the, record, the same player at this point. For the record, I didn't have to worry about week one because I got the bye. So moving on. Correct. <laughs> I am Bill Cartographers versus Mike Ryan. Uh, this line has been moving all week long. It started with Mike Ryan being favored, uh, the favorite by, I think, like, honestly, like seven points. Now I am the favorite by seven points. Um, gentlemen, what do you think about my matchup? Do I have any hopes? Should I reconsider any startup change? Tyler, what do you got? Oh man. Uh, let me pull that up. But I was looking at your, at your running back situation. It's not, you know. It's not what we thought it was coming into the year. I don't know that you leave. I know Dobbins is, they're playing Cleveland this week, right? It's tempting. Cleveland's been God awful. But I think we all saw the low light reel of Dobbins, and I'm using air quotes here, breaking away from defenders. Uh, he had a 40-yard head start, and they freaking caught him. Um, I, I don't know if I'm leaving Dobbins in, because this could be the week that Cleveland finally gets it together. Uh, puts on a good show with Deshaun back in there. Uh, I don't know if Brett Ripien's the answer, but you got some depth down there. You could throw somebody else in. Uh, otherwise, I think Mike Ryan's got the better team, uh, if, especially if, if Deshaun can pull it together here. Uh, he's got any choice of running backs, Najee, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, pretty steady, uh, not the highest ceiling, but decent production out of them. Yeah, and then the wide receivers is a is a clear win for him. So yeah, I think Mike's gonna cover. I uh I, I just I disagree um on on 
I think most of your points actually. <laughs> um, I, I would definitely keep you know Dobbins in um, over. You know, I, I guess the question would be Ripian um, there, and I think I think his his debate is going to be you know Kenneth Walker as well, whether whether he stays and, and whatnot. Um, but I, I would Brett Ripian and, and the Denver. It's the worst offense in the league, um, and and J.K. You know, here's what here's what Baltimore's going to have to do, right? You're without Lamar Jackson, they're going to be running the football, um, and and that's why I don't necessarily trust Deshaun, and I don't, and I would I would stick with Dobbins is because. Baltimore's just a better coach team, right? And and they're going to coach to to what this game's going to have to be, um, and it's going to be a lot of of run games and coming off of the option and and some weird shit. He's going to get carries. He's going to get attempts. He's probably going to get a chance at a touchdown. Um, I'd leave him in there. I would worry about Deshaun Watson because I just think that Baltimore's going to game plan this to to really limit, um, kind of this being some kind of you know game where he can really do a lot of damage. Um, it took a lot last week for for Deshaun to put up um decent fantasy points and he didn't play well um so wouldn't be super confident in Deshaun um and and would be uh equally worried about Geno Smith um at quarterback going up against San Francisco um worried about uh DeAndre you know you know every every week not against you know but against the Jets as, as well I just think it's not looking great and then you have Buffalo in a in a in a bad weather game as well um for all those reasons I think that Mahomes Jefferson Kelsey um, that's going to be a, that's a, those are guaranteed points. Uh, and I just don't see the guaranteed points on Mike Ryan's side. Um, and that's why I would give the edge to, to Byron with that said, I, I think it's going to be close. These are all good players on the other side. I just think it, the, the conditions favor Byron here. Honestly, the wonderful thing about this game is if I lose, I'm just a hundred percent rooting for Mike Ryan. Like I have just no ill will. I, whatsoever. Let me, I'm, I'm let, honestly psyched because Mike Ryan then gets to play Scott two teams that I would love to see in the Super Bowl. So at least I'm guaranteed one of them getting in. Uh, so the way that I see it, if I lose, then I just get a root for like a, my like two of my favorite teams let let me make sure it's on record i am rooting with my heart and soul harder than i'm rooting for myself for my grind to win yeah. uh against I mean, fire i mean I, I that's what i'm rooting for I, I, um it's fucking my grind, guys like let's fucking go Dave, Dave, come on correct the record uh so i yeah i mean i think we'd all like to see my grind win this um as we've pointed out byron is the the most hated team in the league so second most uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but i am not optimistic as as some of you are i i think mike does have a couple decisions to make i you know you see amari cooper on the bench but mm-hmm. i don't know who you swap him in for maybe christian kirk maybe you regret that um deandre swift going up against that tough jets defense but Najee harris hasn't looked great so it, it's probably the right lineup that mike has maybe he goes back and forth maybe he just doesn't check it all week um, for cartographers, you know, I, I don't think it matters the JK Dobbins or Brett Ripian. I mean, we, we saw a good game from Dobbins last week, like average, what, like 18 yards a carry or something ridiculous. It wasn't that much, but, um, but you've got Justin Jefferson, a guy who can put up 30 points without scoring a touchdown apparently. Um, and he'll probably find the end zone against the Colts this week. So I, I just, I think the cartographers, while they have little depth, they don't need it. They just need that starting lineup. So 
I think cartographers puts up points and, and wins, um, unfortunately, pretty big this week. I, right. I would say one, one lineup change I, I might consider is Palmer over Myers. Um, Tennessee gives up points to wide receivers. Myers. Mm-hmm. But maybe um, I'm, not, I'm not sold on that. It's just something to consider. Maybe Brett Ripien over this Mahomes guy. Mahomes, I think. Mahomes. Mahomes, I believe. Yeah. All right, guys. This, oh, man, Noah Gray. Now that's who you want in at tight end. Yeah. Let me tell you. He has consistently caught a ball. Yeah. Yeah. This is, look, they're going up against Houston. Kelsey's probably going to get pulled in the first quarter. Just trust me, Noah Gray. That's who you want this one. I, I'm I'm right there. All right, I'm making a change right now. Uh, give me he one also step. gets carries, by the way. Just saying. Oh my god! Oh damn! Dude, he Red. almost has as many carries as Travis Kelsey. Noah Gray is in, and let's move on to the next topic, <laughs> which is the most. I Look, believe Noah Gray. Noah Gray has more rush TDs this year than Travis Kelsey. That's just in his entire same. career, probably. probably. Enough said. Enough said. I mean, the, the the choice was obvious. I just didn't see it. You know, sometimes you just need someone to light the way for you. Deanna Rams versus Darnstown Droosh. Uh, this has to be one of the best week one matchups we've had in quite a while. Both these teams could easily go off. The line right now, I mean, I would even call this closer, just a even spread, but Darnstown Droosh, favorites. Remember, I'm getting three free points. And then the three free points. All right. And that's where it makes sense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, Tyler, why don't you kind of jump in here? Where do you see this match going? Uh, I think calling it a one and a half point game that Drew's getting that bump from, that's exactly where this is going to land. I mean, it, it won't really be a one-point game, but goddamn, is this close. Um, good for Dave to have Aaron Jones back off five. Bad for Dave um, that he's got that lingering shin injury. Uh, didn't really slow him down too much over the past couple weeks. Um, yeah, when the Rams have their up and running, it's it's pretty scary. Devontae, T. Higgins, skip over Tutu Atwell. Flip side, the the highest like version of Drew's team has to scare everyone because the maximum output, the ceiling on this team is incredibly high, right? Joe Burrow, Eckler, AJ Brown, Brandon Ayuk, those guys can all go off in the in the 30, 40 point range on their own. Like they're not they're, they that ceiling is just way up there. So it's a really hard matchup to pick. I lean towards Drush this week. I think the weather in Buffalo is going to be okay by winter in Buffalo standards, but that Josh Allen to a matchup may be a little lower scoring than the normal Josh Allen to a matchup that we've had all year. So I lean Drush here. Yeah. I mean, I think this definitely comes down to Christian Watson personally, uh, after week nine, he scored 30 points, 19 points, 19 points, 22 points, yet has only caught 15 balls. It just so happens that he's caught seven touchdowns. That is that is quite the outlier uh, historically in terms of catches to touchdown ratio. And rushed for another. 
Oh my God. Yeah, and had one he word. The rushing the for a touchdown. So he is actually over 50% in terms of two. He's got a one to two uh, touchdown yeah. to touch ratio, I guess. Um, yes. Uh, I think Christian Watson is probably the key here, but another really interesting thing that we've talked about is Brock Purdy. When mm-hmm. Brock Purdy doesn't play, that has an adverse effect also on another player on his team, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, so I think those are the two most interesting uh, kind of decisions. Not that it's really decisions. It's just does Drew get to play Purdy and Brandon Ayuk, right? On the other side, I think we have to be considering what happens to T Higgins. Uh, he got pulled after one snap in the previous game because he re-injured his hamstring. He was seen at practice today, but who knows? Uh, hamstring injuries, uh, teams can often be extra careful, especially if they have playoff aspirations, just to let that heal up uh, for the end of the season. So I, I'm really interested to see what the decision is by the Bengals coaches, because otherwise the wide receiver options for Rams are the best aren't the best. I mean, he's already studying, starting 2-2 at well. I mean, I guess let's go to our contestants. Drew, why don't you start us off? How are you feeling about this matchup? Yeah, um, I, I am nervous, right? Um, look, you're going up against Josh Allen and Tua Tugavailoa and Devontae Adams. You're nervous. Um, and I'm sure Dave feels the same about going up against Joe Burr, Austin Eckler, and A.J. Brown, right? Uh, um, but, you know, I, I do think that it comes down to Brock Purdy. A lot comes down to Brock Purdy. It doesn't end my chances if Brock Purdy doesn't play. Um, I do have, you know, Zay Jones. I can slide in for Ayuk, and then so that'll be something to consider. Um, I do have his backup, but that's not something I'd want to play um, at all. And so I'd have to make a decision there with like a Michael Gallup or, or something like that. Um, that that also comes into play. Antonio Gibson comes into play. Like uh, who who I start is going to really be dependent on tomorrow and 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 whether Brock Purdy plays. Um, and then you know, but after that, you know, we have a very similar profile here, right? Um, he's got the edge, I think, at at quarterback overall, depending on the weather in in Buffalo. Um, I probably have the edge at running back, and then wide receivers are are pretty, you know, even Steven. So um, overall, so I think it's uh, he's got a more consistent Devontae, and then I have th- three more consistent players overall. So going to be a crapshoot. If I had to go with my hunch, I, I just feel like I don't want to be going up against Josh Allen, Tua, and Devontae. And I, I think Dave's could probably got an edge here. Um, but uh, it's going to be close. Dave? I think, I think there are two keys for a Rams are the best victory this week. I think the first one is when Thursday's game is over, if Rams are within... 15 points uh i think that's the the first telling sign um but the bigger one i think is the qbs um we've mentioned the weather in buffalo you know what are you gonna do i'm, I'm not gonna bench allen or or Tua. um you know maybe if there's some blizzard but uh, probably not gonna bench them either way um i think the key for the rams again i i think i need to outscore drew's quarterbacks by probably about 25 points um like drew said his running back should do better with austin eckler maybe even by himself wide receivers you called it even i don't think it is um i would give you the advantage there with with brown Ayuk and watson and then 
kind of below that line, I think is always a, a crapshoot and, and where matchups, you know, can flip. Uh, but I think the key is, can he keep it within 15 on Thursday? And can I outscore Burrow and, and Brock Purdy by 25 points in, in the QB slots? Um, and then obviously have players start and finish games uh, like T Higgins, Jeff Wilson, Jr. You know, um, but that's any week, you know, got to avoid the injury bug. As someone who has had Kamara absolutely just throw up 65 points against him. I'll never root against Dave. Uh, Dave's got this no matter what. Like it's just the, the world, the universe will make sure this happens. So I'm sorry, Drew, that you have to be, you know, just as used to be the first one. I mean, I saw that Dave, what, how many points you put up last week? 90? Yeah, something I, like that. I saw what a tease. Like, what a tease. It's like, this is it. That Dave's going to put up tease. 180 for the next three weeks in a row. That's just, it's inevitable. What a tease. Uh, yeah, historically, so week 14, my team has not shown up. Uh, so luckily, the NFL, after a lot of talks with Roger Goodell and the players, <laughs> we agreed to add another game so that if I didn't get that by week 14, wouldn't happen in the playoffs. So, um, you know, that's something uh, that we had a long time coming. So. That's, that's called good management, folks. There's a reason he's won championships. He, 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 he's bought them. He's literally bribed Roger Goodell. And you got to wonder just admitted how to much money Dave has because Roger Goodell pulls in $30 million a year. So who knows? Like, it's got to be up there. Yeah, but, you know, $30 million and $30 is more than $30 million. So <laughs> Roger was like, okay, we'll add the extra game. Um, Drew, do we have a, a money update for the audience? Um, I, I believe Trevor Lawrence won the side pot last week. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't check to see if that held. Um, and then, um, you know, Tyler was it was it Tyler? Points. Yeah, Tyler won the points. So um, I don't have the whole by the thing. By the skin of my teeth. By the skin of your teeth, yeah. By by a hair over over Byron. And, oh, over loose cannons, loose actually. Cannons, yeah. um, really close top top scorers last week. Um, but I don't have the, the overall line. Yeah, it's fine. We'll, we'll update people at the end of the season. Well, good luck uh, to, I mean, let's just nope, nope, nope. real quick, real quick. Um, I mean, we've got the main playoff bracket and I, I, you know, said to you guys earlier, I was going to ask this question. Uh, if you cannot pick yourself, um, who do you think is going to win the, the playoffs? Dave. Just uh, Tyler. My worst nightmare will come true. Uh, Tyler, if I'm if I'm being a little bit more logical than Byron's BS cop bad answers, um, but it's uh, it's it's Tyler's the best team right now. Um, I think the next best team is Scott. So I think those are your two uh, your two favorites. Um, and yeah, Drew, I can't wait to clip that comment after Dave wins. Um, no, so I I'm mean, gonna just, I, I'm going to repeat it over dude, and over and over look, again next look, 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 dude, Six teams have a chance to win, right? Oh, that, that's absolutely. just reality. I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't point. bet even money. I'd have to get odds to, to bet yeah. on anyone. I wouldn't bet even money. Um, yeah. I think that whoever you say is likely not to win at all um, because I think all the teams in the top six can win. Tyler? Uh, I texted this to you already, but I think having that buy for Scott and not having to deal with uh, – all of the other contenders here, uh, I think that gives him such a big advantage. Um, and in the real world, a couple of those players that are injured that would have to go 
he'd have to rely on this week. He doesn't have to worry about it. They have a real world week for them to come back and uh, maybe miss this week's games, but be a little healthier going into round two of the playoffs. Um, likely to face the winner of Drew or Dave, though. Um, and I think that's that matchup is where the champion comes from, uh, if I can't pick myself. Um, so I'm picking Scott. Dave, in, last interesting to see if the Los Angeles Rams can beat the Packers on Monday night. The Packers um, could very well be eliminated from playoff competition. So be uh, interesting to see if Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's been putting up like 15 points a week, but if Aaron Rodgers next week is a starter for the Frederick Scrubs or not. Um, on that same note, um, you know, I think week 17, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown um, could be uh, – you know, people to watch whether they play that whole game. Usually teams don't rest people for two games, um, but but could see limited, you know, limited action and, and meet their ability in the championship game. Dave, did you pick a team? Um, I'll go with, I'll go with the double D's division team. Uh, I'll go with Tyler. All right. So but remember, Never pick against yourself, boys. Never pick against yourself. But it was part of the condition that we couldn't pick ourselves. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, for those of you who are completely out of it next week, I assume you won't be listening to the podcast. So uh, good luck for the entire next year. Remember, we are drafting in Las Vegas next year. Justin has agreed to it and also generously offered to pay for an executive suite for the entire league. So thank you, Justin. We really appreciate that. Way to, way to step up, Commissioner. Hey. Yeah, really way to way stay to go, up. Justin. Yeah, thank you, Justin. So we will book that and make sure that the bill comes directly to you so you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, you know, we can handle the logistics if you handle the financial. So uh, good luck and uh, yeah, God bless, guys. I'm coming out of my draft and I've been doing just fine Gotta, gotta do well because I want it all It started out with a trade, how did it end up like this? It was only a trade, it was only a trade Now I'm watching the game, but I'm scoring nothing While he's dropping the ball, it's running it back Now they're both of my team and my stomach is sick And it's all in my head, but it's winning it all now my first pick now let me be and I just can't win it's killing me Dave's taking control robbery getting jacks is not the key losing through Cause I